guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to a special conference finals edition of the Free Ballers podcast. That's right, y'all. Cue the air horns. The Miami Heat and Boston Celtics have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals yet again. I know all the rest of y'all are tired of this shit, but here we go. Free Ballers Cup, round three. Fight. What's up, John? Hey, what's up, man? May I interject a fuck yeah into that uh, little intro there? Yeah, let me add a hey, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where I don't know who that was, but um, yeah, man, it's crazy. It feels like we like manifested this shit. Like, I don't think like this is the third time we're our teams are meeting up since we started the show. And uh, what maybe was there two times it happened ever before then? Like, that's crazy. Like, uh, that's not lost on me. I'm like, hell yeah. One time I can think of before we ever started the podcast, I think they met me 12 and I don't think I knew you back then. So yeah, this is a, uh, no, yeah, we do. We, I think we, I think we knew each other then. And it was only those two series that with the, uh, the two big threes, you know what I mean? Oh no, 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 no. There's one series with the big three, I believe. Oh no, no, there's two. There's two big three series. And then there's the series where um it was like D Wade by himself with like a shitty ass team in 2010. And uh there's a game where D Wade scores like 40 something points, uh, but we lost. The year before LeBron came to the Heat. Um, but I'm pretty sure this is the sixth ever playoff series between Miami and Boston. Um, yeah, that, that being said though, like, uh, just everything, everything, uh, it's been a minute since we've, uh, since we've talked, we haven't been able to talk about the playoffs. Like, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on some of the early playoff, uh, round moments that we, we didn't get to talk about? All have just been kind of weird, uh, uh, to be, to be fair, just like in both conferences, it's just been a weird feeling playoffs this year. I don't know why. Um, Miami, of course, upsetting the number one seed. That's obviously a rare occurrence for any eight seed, right? Um, and then, of course, like, you know, he's in the West uh, upsetting. So it's like... I Wait, feel like who, who upsetting in the West? It was cut off there, sorry. Two bottom seeds in the West um, upsetting okay. the Lakers yeah. and, the, and the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, it's this weird sort I feel like this is like the way they kind of want things to go going forward. And I'm, I'm here for it. So. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, I feel like there's a certain group of people. I don't know what defines who they are or anything, but there's people who are just like the, the NBA ratings ain't looking too good. You know what I mean? And just like always yep. constantly rooting for like the downfall of the sport and shit for some reason. And um, this was a huge W this year. Like the playoffs have been super exciting. I think the Lakers Warriors series was like the highest watched playoff series in, in like 30 years plus or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so many exciting things like the Miami beating the bucks. Like uh, as a heat fan, I was going into that series just ready. I just wanted a quick, like painless death. And uh, I was already thinking about like the future and the off season. And Jimmy obviously flipped all of that on its head. I mean, especially when uh, you got Tyler hero breaking his hand and Victor Oladipo having what could possibly be a career ending injury, like all within a couple of days. We're just like, all right, yeah, we lost. Like, uh, that that's all we got. And somehow Jimmy pulls it out. Uh after being down like seven points or so, I think with like two minutes to go against the Bulls in the fucking play in. Uh, here we are in the Easter Conference Finals. Um 
and then you have this, the, this is some angels in the outfield shit that, that Jimmy's doing again. It is, it is for real. Like we need uh, Christopher Lloyd in attendance. Uh, pretty sure he's in that movie. I actually Free. have no clue who's in that movie, but uh, but I know the premise. So yeah. Uh, uh, little known fact: Denzel Washington actually starring starring role. Uh, or when the early days of his career, uh, people don't people don't know that. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, but th- that that first round for the Heat kind of set off some special shit that we're still riding on and it flipped everything I know about basketball on its head. I feel to the point where like, how do I feel about this uh, heat Celtic series for the, for the Eastern conference finals? I'm like, uh, should the heat win this series? No, there's like, logically they are not favored we're we're we don't have Tyler Hero like uh it's we're even if even when we did we were good enough to get the number 8 spot you know what i'm saying so like uh but then again has that mattered in any series thus far no it has not <laughs> I'd, so, like to, I'd like to add that you barely got the 8th seed by the way you guys started out 7th seed and had to uh win um a game just to get um, the eighth seed to get into the playoffs. So it's true. It's true. We got a shittier seed even than we, than our record was because for being just a bunch of fucking procrastinating assholes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's, that's unbelievable. Uh, and then man, I don't know out West, like, um, I guess it's not surprising to see LeBron and the Lakers and AD be where they're at, but there were some obstacles along the way. And like, uh, same thing with the Nuggets, like um, even though their team was super thin, uh, the Suns were definitely a threat. Just having Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, you know, going off. Um, Can't believe they just got uh, completely shredded up on their home floor yet again after get after getting Kevin Durant like could you imagine how excited you would be like if uh your team got Kevin Durant just to watch them like just get their ass kicked by some European guy for the second year in the row with Kevin Durant is that like anytime somebody has to make a trade for him they have to thin out their bench um this ha- this is the same thing that happened i think to the nets um, so it doesn't surprise me really. Uh, I mean, I, I think what people need to understand, I mean, we're getting super serious here, but like you gotta have bench depth to win. Uh, that's true. That or, bench gotta be thick as fuck. You gotta have that or like Jimmy Butler, just, just willing you to victory yeah. to go deep in the playoffs right now. So secret key to the heat success is, uh, I don't think any heat fan would have said that the heat team has bench depth like all season uh, at all, just because we looked, we did nothing. We barely changed our team and most fans were upset about that. However, Kyle Lowry was out with an injury for a really long time while he was out. Gabe Vincent took over the starting spot. He, he deserved it. He earned it. He's playing like a starting point guard hats off. That being said, now you have Lowry coming off the bench. That's all the bench depth you need right there, baby. That shit is deep. It was thick. Thick. It's thick. It's thick as Kyle Lowry's ass. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, so now suddenly we have like pillowy, cushiony bench depth. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, any team KD goes to, if it's going to be via trade, is going to be like completely depleted of everything they had. Um, it's it's wild. It's a uh, like I was a little sad that Miami didn't get involved in, in uh, the KD sweepstakes. But when you watch how it all plays out, you know it's kind of like, eh, may, maybe we're smart that we didn't do that. 
chance of winning. He might be turning into like this is kind of a hot take, but he might be turning into like a Carmelo Anthony type, like in that he needs to sort of just like become a so oh man, this is tough to say, but like become like a secondary option on a team and maybe just like give up money for like, you know, uh, if he, if he's trying to win again, which I don't think he is to be very honest. Well, maybe he is. I don't know. He did ask for the trade, but um I think he's becoming he's entering Carmelo Anthony territory in that he's like he he a little bit uh, uh, I lost you there. He's he's too what? Sort of like humble himself a little bit and just be like, you know, understand that like maybe he's he's technically in his prime or on the downhills, you know, on the on the what do you think? The, the twilight. Going, the twilight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be, you know, if he wants to win again, he might need to just like humble himself and like become the second option on a team. Um, I kind of feel uh, like so. Um, I kind of disagree in just the fact that he's a champion multiple times. So right there, Carmelo Anthony's like, ah, oh, hell, like, uh, and then other than that, um, he, I think that's kind of the idea uh, with being. Uh, paired up with Devin Booker, you know, like Booker's a lot younger than him. So like eventually, uh, and even the way they kind of played in these playoffs, like Booker was kind of the, the de facto number one guy, uh, like points wise, but like, um, but I don't know, like it, it'll be interesting. They, they gotta, they gotta get some defense and some role players and shit. Um, but man, I don't know. After going through the experience of like the the big three, he and LeBron and all that, like uh, I gotta say, like thinking about that process of like, all right, we just got Kevin Durant, and like now we have to get like, okay, okay, so it's all right that we lost in the second round. Like we're gonna figure, so we're gonna re- get some role players. Like that all sounds so stressful and and trash. Uh, I'm kind of you know, glad it- that my team isn't in that situation. Uh, especially because like the Celtics did go after Durant a few years back before he uh, decided to go to the Warriors. Um, Like they had like Tom Brady out there. They had Marcus smart. I can't remember who else that Danny Ainge brought around to try and get him to come in. Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. They probably had like, uh, uh, you know, uh, good Lord. I'm forgetting the name of the guy used to hit home runs for the Red Sox. But um, (laughs) anyway, yeah. They have fucking Giambi out there. No, that's the Yankees. Don't don't you dare. (laughs) That's sacrilege. It's old Big Poppy. That's what I'm thinking of. But uh, anyways, but like, yeah. But they they were the white guy. I'm trying to remember, man. Fuck. Who he played both sides. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Sensitivity thing sucks. Yeah. Um, you said both sides. What do you mean by both sides? Um, the dude, man, God damn it, uh, it, David something. He was a white guy. Uh, I think he was an outfielder. He he was on the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, what Jacoby, El- Jacoby Ellsbury? No, he's not a Jacoby, but that's one of my favorite names. What a fun name, Jacoby. That's so much fun. <laughs> it is a fun name. I agree with you there. You know um, what I mean? Like, imagine if we lived in the timeline where we had Jacoby Bryant. Like, that's fire. That's a badass name. J- Jacoby Jellybean Bryant. There's so yeah. much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jacoby Jellybean. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? He probably wouldn't have had that's any off awesome. the court scandals. Like, oh, my God. He would. America would have loved Jacoby Jellybean Bryant. To talk about Kobe's off the court scandals since he's died. Um, nobody else seems to mention it ever, so I don't think we can either. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, death, death heals all, I guess. Especially um, for that woman who, uh, you know, said she got anyway, whatever. It doesn't, it, it's fine. Uh, it, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, whatever. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, um, speaking of, since you mentioned the Suns, I don't know if you uh saw this stuff about. Um, DeAndre Ayton and how takes he has like some issues with Monty and kind of takes and kind of takes plays off. Yeah, yeah. There it was. It was interesting there in that series. Um, 
that was something uh, I didn't really see anybody mention this, but maybe they have. I don't know. It's not like I'm omnipotent or whatever. But like uh, in that series, there was moments where, I mean, if you have DeAndre Ayton on your team, you got to think he's in that in the situation we just described where they have Katie and Booker and like nobody else. Ayton is the guy is the third guy. He's 100 percent the third guy. Great player. Uh, and then there's moments in the playoffs where uh, Monty is like uh, questioning whether or not Aiton is the right guy to be out there. And he's putting in like uh, Jock Landell and shit. And like um, it was a little bit, it was a little bit touchy. And the whole contract situation with him, like instead of just extending him, uh, from his rookie deal and just being like, yes, we want you clearly like sign on the dotted line and stay with us. They were, they were like, nah, uh, you go find w- someone else and we'll pay you whatever, like you can find basically on some, like, we're not going to just pay you like, uh, I don't know. They have a tenuous relationship. And what I think, uh, was kind of, um, the little low key element of Monty Williams getting fired is that uh, it seems like this new owner, Matt Ishbia, who has already come in with, uh, you know, he's come in hard, like uh, immediately pulling the trigger on the Kevin Durant trade. Um, it seems like it's a clear message that he uh, chose Aiden over, over Monty Williams. You know what I mean? Not that Ian's the most important guy or anything, but like it makes me think like maybe they will, maybe they'll hold on to Aiden and try to figure this thing out. I think I think Aiden is is a key piece, obviously, and you kind of want to keep him around. He's a good player, but there's this whole there's this talk about him being like disengaged to the point where like he was having issues with Chris Paul, with Monty Williams. And like, they're kind of like, Hey bro, like you're too young. We know you're good, but like, you're too young to be like questioning like coaches and old and old veteran, like, like Chris Paul, you can hate. I I don't like Chris Paul. His personality sucks. But like, if he's on my team, like I'm listening to what he says, you know? Um, so that's like, bro, we know, we know you look 55 years old, but you're actually like one of the youngest (laughs) guys on the team. Yeah. And he has an issue. Like every time he looks in the mirror, he sees like a wise old man, but like he, it's like a fucking, uh, it's on, it's a disorder. It's like a genetic disorder. That you used to see on like, like Sally, Jesse Raphael or something like that, where it's like, it's some like little kid sitting in a chair, but they look, they have like, they're like four feet tall, but they have like an old person face. And you're just, and Sally, and you're like homesick from school and you're watching this shit and you're like, damn, I feel sorry for that person. It could be way worse. Yeah. <laughs> like present day DeAndre Aiden, and he's like 12 years old on Ricky Lake. <laughs> Ricky Lake. Oh man. Yeah. That's, that's who, De- that's what DeAndre Aiden is right now, basically. Uh, man, yeah, but that that sucks for them. And then Chris Paul got hurt and shit. Um, you know, then you have Memphis, man. You got Memphis. They unfortunately, uh, their reward for their all their wins they got in the season was a matchup with a rejuvenated Lakers team that was basically not even the team that they started with from you know all the trades that they made. Uh, and then you have Dylan Brooks like talking all the shit. Like it's like, bro, you're 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 like a role player, kind of. Like just chill, man. Like even though I find it entertaining, like what he added to uh, just content discussion. But it's like, bro, you're just Dylan Brooks, man. Like, uh, he's t- like when when you find yourself as Dylan Brooks, like on national TV, talking about how you like you're not afraid of LeBron and shit. It's like you probably need to stop. Just just shut the fuck up. Like you, it's going too far. Uh, and then on top of that, you have the whole John Morant situation, and of course, you know they lost to the older like more experienced team at uh what's his name on the pacers used to try to pull when the pacers were like 
contenders, you know, and he, I can't remember his name. Because he played for the Lakers too, but he was trying to get in like LeBron's head and he was blowing in his ear and stuff like that. And you were like, come on, man. Yeah, Lance Stevenson. Yeah. And you're like, come on, man, this shit doesn't work. Like he's just, he's, he's too fucking good. And like this, this is like heat LeBron, which in my opinion is like the best LeBron. Um, Agree. Agree. Yeah. So second best is his, I would say second run with, with Cleveland, but anyway, yeah, but, but he, LeBron was like him when he was on steroids, according to another story, <laughs> to, to a source, <laughs> source that we had, but like, but that, that was him. Like when they went on the winning streak and stuff um, that set the record or almost set the record, like that was the best LeBron. And like Lance Stevenson's like blowing in his ear and he's, he's just like, come on, man, like this, it's not going to work. And then Dylan Brooks, like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. He's like not even Lance Stevenson's level. Like I have more respect for Lance blowing in LeBron's ear. Like that's hilarious. Uh, Lance yep. even wasn't in the in the interviews in post game, like talking all kinds of shit. And and that's the thing is that Dylan Brooks had been doing this before that series. Like it's not like uh, that was it. Like he had been talking all kinds of shit about all kinds of people. Uh, leading up to it, LeBron just happened to be the one who caught it last. But uh, but yeah, what what a clown! And then uh, I I did think it was kind of funny that uh, they weren't even eliminated for like a day or two before the Memphis Grizzlies like put out a statement because Dylan Brooks's contract is up, and they ba- they issued a statement that was basically like. Dylan Brooks will not be returning to the team in any capacity. <laughs> like it's just like, damn. <laughs> um, it, it's I, I feel weird as like a five foot nine like white guy, forty one year old podcaster in his apartment saying this, but get ready to learn Chinese, Dylan Brooks, because like this is uh th- this yeah. is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, man. Honestly, if if he was smart, he would do that shit just because uh uh, I know pride would would prevent these guys from ever doing it, but a guy like him, he would instantly elevate over there, like way higher up than he would over here. But yeah, is having like the time of his life over there, he's loving it. Dwight Howard is absolutely loving playing in China right now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been um fun fun to see. Um, it's crazy to think that like, uh, your, your job is telling you like, you know what, man, actually like, we know it's your weekend and stuff. Just, just don't come back. Just don't <laughs> even come back. And then you're like, and then, yeah, you're getting fired on your day <laughs> on off. Your day off. <laughs> and then like your coworker though, like has a literal like gun and alcohol issue potentially like, and it's very public. That is and, kind of nuts. They are, in, they went into disarray really quick. Like he has two gun issues within two months. And Dylan Brooks is like uh, trying to stir up trouble with the great, one of the greatest basketball players ever. And now he's out and it's just like, man, what a mess for Memphis. Like they were so much promise too. I know they were, they were fun and exciting and and they still are, but it's like, man, what a, what a shit show. Like they gotta, they gotta tighten that up. I, I think a lot of the old OG players are correct in their assessment that that team needs an old guy on the team, man. That team needs like several veteran players to like be in the locker room and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You know, like, uh, like, uh, John Moran on the Miami heat. That's not happening. That shit ain't happening. And, uh, and I just, Udonis has them alone then. And that's it. Uh, you know, what's really tough for Memphis is that, and I just found this out recently because I literally just Googled this is they're the NBA's smallest market. And so it's really tough to get um, certain names to show up to Memphis, by the way. It, it's just, I, I, I don't know why, but they're like, yeah, it's, it, it's for yeah. sure. Yeah. You want to so, live in Memphis or you want to live in Los Angeles, you know what I mean? Or New York city or, you know, like, like literally nobody like Memphis. I mean, I, I don't mean to disrespect anybody who lives in Memphis, but it's not, it's not great. It's not great. It's not awesome. Even, even Orlando is better than Memphis. You know what I mean? Even Damn. Portland is better than Memphis. San Antonio Damn. is better than Memphis. Yeah. 
Nah, I I, I slightly disagree only because I had a good time in Memphis, but you're not you're not entirely off track here. <laughs> like uh it's true. And so like no given what you said, it's like they this John Morant situation is extra delicate for them because like if if this goes south and you know uh he ends up fucking around to the point where he, he never fulfills his career potential and then you know it could be a long time. It could be a really long time before we see another star like that in Memphis. Uh, and so that that sucks uh, for the fans. The, that's terrible. Like you, they, they drafted John Morant. So like he's, you have to like, as a small, as a team, like not to go too deep, but like as a team like Memphis, when you're the worst market in the league, or the smallest market in the league, I should say, you got to do whatever you can excuse me to hold on to someone like that. So, and, but unfortunately he's doing this to himself, but that's, that's how that goes. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, number one pick, uh, San Antonio Spurs winning the Wemby race. Um, how crazy is that, man? Like they, they have like three losing seasons and each one has produced David Robinson, Tim Duncan, and now Victor Wembanyama. Like, uh, motherfuckers, man. Um, are we absolutely, I mean, are we a hundred percent sure they're going to get when Banyama when, when, when be basically, I think we are. And, um, I also think that, uh, I'll, I'll say 99 because the only reason they wouldn't would be if, if they traded it, but that pick is going to be Wemby. like there's a, there's a huge drop off after, after Wemby. Um, I feel, but, uh, yeah, man, they're, they're, they're getting Wemby. Like he's already been interviewed, uh, on ESPN talking about going to San Antonio and everything like it's happening. Uh, it's, it's crazy. And I, and I joke calling them motherfuckers. Like I actually think it's for basketball purposes, it's the best outcome. I'm just a little salty about it because selfishly I wanted Detroit to get him because I live here now and I and I'm right by the arena. I want to go see Wemby, man. And I was denied that. So uh Robinson was a number one pick. What was that? Number one pick. <laughs> all I all I heard was number one pick around with the sensitivity here um did you say that david robinson was a first overall pick um i don't remember what number pick he was but i just know that um as far as tanking goes like the spurs you can only argue that they've ever done it like like three times really and all three of those times resulted i i think actually yes i think all three times they got they got the number one pick. I'm I'm almost positive now. I didn't do any research, but something in my brain was like, yes. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because like the Spurs are apparently good at tanking, and I saw somebody recently say that like um, officially like bad at tanking. Like the the process is over. Like this is it. Like I mean, I'm not to switch topics, but like. You know the the picks thing; it doesn't work anymore. Unless unless you no. want to say, I mean, do you think Pop was? At, I, I don't see Pop as a guy who would tank. I mean, what do you think? I, he doesn't seem like a type that would. Um, for the record, David Robinson was um the number one pick, and uh, I don't think that Popovich is down with tanking. Um, and that's why they only have had like three or four losing seasons in the last fucking like 30 years or some shit. Um, so yeah, no, I don't. And I think that, um, them being the ones to get Wemby plus other little things around the league, like, uh, the Celtics in the heat meeting, meeting in the Eastern conference finals for the third time in four years, like, um, the Philadelphia 76ers still this entire time uh, since the process began, they haven't made it out of the second round. 
like uh, teams like the Timberwolves not making it uh, advancing through the playoffs. Like I think all these little things add up to uh, what you're saying. Like uh, it, it shows that like, you can't just, you can't, the process is fucking stupid. Like uh, you can't just, uh, you, you can't just Sam Hinkie your way into championships like there's all sorts of little things that go into it and you could have all the ben simmons and joel and beads in the world but if you don't have the organization to support it then ain't shit happening you know uh kevin garnett didn't get nothing you know until he left minnesota came to boston win championship right away you know what i mean like uh so yeah say, uh, i was gonna i was gonna say that like i feel like the whole quote trust the process like it kind of like held philly fans down for a good minute they were just like yeah trust the process um and uh now they're like no nah, no nah, the, the process did not work because like the trust the process thing was like basically sam hinky saying we're going to tank we're admitting it and we're trying to get good draft picks like i remember when they were doing this like what 10 years ago right they, yeah. he, was, he was basically admitting, like, we're going to tank, we're going to lose, but we're going to whole, get drafted. Like, yeah, and they, and, and on the seated, like, they had all, you know, Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jalil Okafor, Michael Carter Williams, all like top three picks. Um, but what has it gotten for them, you know? process works if you draft well like Joel Embiid is a great draft pick Ben Simmons didn't work out well Ben Simmons you could kind of forgive a little bit because there's a little bit of like psychological stuff with him um Markel Fultz kind of the same he got a weird like thing with the yips so there's a little bit of bad luck there um but now he's playing fine in Orlando Ben Simmons is going to cash a check no matter where he goes now and just kind of like uh fade away and some whatever yeah too but like you know, his last game there, I feel like was that one where they lost to Atlanta. So, but like, so there's a little bit of bad luck there. But at the same time, man, uh, you got to know how to draft well. Like in some of these drafts, like I think, I think it was the Marco Fultz draft 2017. If I'm yeah, if, yeah, that's the they same draft. Up. That's the one where they traded uh, one, one and three with Boston. They could have had Tatum. They could have had Tatum. Well, they, but nobody, but nobody had Tatum on their radar really, except for. You know, and but and now look what just happened in Game Seven. Obviously, so you know, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. That shit is meaningful. It, it really matters, and like everybody's gonna, rightfully so. It's a big deal, and it could change basketball history that the Spurs got the number one pick, and they're gonna get Wemby. But all the little picks after that, uh, that's what's gonna set the stage for years to come. You know, and. um yeah, some of these tanking teams, like, you know, um, uh, living here in the Detroit area now, um, I got my eyes on the Pistons a little bit closer. I, I've always uh, paid attention to them. That's like my mom's team. But, like, um, you know, they, the fans today are, are sad, man, because they, they lost all year. They, they weren't even planning on losing as bad as they did, but their rookie of the year from last year got a season ending injury and so it's like fuck it all right and they lost they were like literally the worst team and then they got the number five pick it's like damn so does it even uh is tanking even worth it anymore and i think that's what the nba wanted i don't think tanking is worth it i don't know what the nba as a business wants or what the nba illuminati is into but like, I don't think tanking works. I mean, I just, I, I feel like you, you, it's actually very difficult to try to lose. I feel personally, cause like you sure. have, if you, if you get a bunch of young players or if you, cause, cause when you're, when you're tanking, it's very specific actions that you take, right? Like you get a bunch of guys who are on uh, expiring contracts so that when they go, you can uh, sign a big name player in free agency. Uh, you you want to like you know get a paycheck before they retire type of a thing 
So you just get these, yeah, you, you, there's very specific steps that you do when you're tanking. And it, you have to play around with stuff in the meantime. Like, who am I going to get as a coach for the next time we go on this? Uh, you know, what, what's my philosophy going to be when I start to win? Like, I feel like, specifically just speaking for the Celtics, I feel like Danny Ainge was like, what I want to do is do what the Spurs did and just have like a, uh, like a long run of like, always being at least the contender in, in my conference or in my division or whatever. Right. I think that's what he was trying to go for. Um, personally, that's, I mean, that might not be what I, mean, I can't speak for Danny age, obviously, but he got Brad Stevens, super young coach. He drafted well. He's one of the better drafters in my opinion. So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Jalen Brown has been to the Eastern conference finals and like what, four out of the six years they've been in the league. So, it's yeah, kind and of, they're still it's, young. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and they're still young, and they're. I mean, they have a really good chance of winning it this year. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah as a Heat fan, I prefer stroking over taking. But um, wait, what? <laughs> that's a that's an inside Heat fan joke. I'm gonna let linger, which leads us to, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the third oh ever free ballers cup. have been blessed by the basketball gods not only do we have the free ballers favorite teams facing off in the nba playoffs but this is the conference finals this is to go to the championship let's fucking go uh i feel blessed i feel lucky i'm ready for this shit i'm ready to talk all kinds of shit i got my memes loaded up like let's go let's fucking go it up to 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 the big man upstairs you know he's 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 been with me throughout this whole this whole this whole adventure um for for bringing another free ballers cup into our into our podcast lives here so you know it's uh all, all blessings go up to him and uh you know i gotta thank my parents um i gotta thank uh, <laughs> that's off to Jason charles Taylor. barkley uh, <laughs> that's so he's the big charles. man upstairs right that's what you're talking about <laughs> <He's> the, <biggest laughs> uh, the biggest man upstairs um but yeah no no Let's fucking go, man. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe that, like, we started Girl, to do a believe that, like, We started a podcast and, like, our, the, our two favorite teams have met uh, three times uh, during, this, uh, during this time. So it's, it's yeah, awesome. For epic battles that, like, mean shit. Like, uh, and honestly, uh, outside, I think this time might be the worst one as far as, like, a most of these matchups have been like, I'm like, shit, I don't know. I don't fucking know who's going to win. And I, I still kind of feel like that, but I do think the Miami side of things, we're bringing in a, a shittier team than, than normal. <laughs> but like, uh, but I'm fucking here for it just because uh, we have we got Jimmy Butler, like angels in the outfield magic. And then this like mysterious, intangible Spo factor that like uh the, like nba coaches are probably the most like ambiguous thing like that casual fans talk about like everybody always talks about nba coaches uh but nobody fucking actually knows what these guys do like uh but that's very true fuck, yeah whatever the fuck spo is doing like uh like just god bless him like keep keep doing it buddy because uh i feel like as a heat fan this playoff Oops. When I look at this matchup, I'm like, okay, like we got Jimmy and we got Eric Spolstra. Like an Eric Spolstra after timeout play that gets you a basket. That's like the best he could do outside of like suiting up his, his motherfucking self. And so, like, Spo gets you a couple points each night, uh, among other things he does. And so, yeah, I mean, Outside of those two dudes, that's that's like I don't have no faith really. That's like where all, all my faith lies, and uh, and I don't really know what's gonna happen. And uh, but but the Celtics are cooking, and uh, however, the Heat have not been favored in any series, so so I don't fucking know. Like, what is what does anything mean anymore? And I'm here for it, I'm ready to watch. Uh, this is gonna be epic. Okay. 
it's all chaos for sure. And um, the thing I'm most, it's funny you mentioned that because the thing I'm most scared about is, um, is, is getting out coached because Joe Missoula is another rookie. However, a rookie head coach that is, however, they yeah. had email last year, also a rookie coach. Um, who, he did uh, he did. So that's, that's all that matters. So um, yeah. that's the thing, but, but the thing is, but, and I, but I'll say this, like in the last series, I would say Doc Rivers outcoached Joe Missoula personally because Doc Rivers is better. I've heard that yeah. from some of y'all Celtics people. Sure, outcoached Joe Missoula, but the Celtics as a team, as players, outplayed uh, Philly on the court. So, but then again, but how do you define the word outcoached, right? Because like, sure. if you if you're the better coach, obviously the team that you put out there is going to play harder, right? Um, so yeah. that's that's thing so it's it's really it's tough to it's tough but i i but the thing is doc rivers we know what he's done in the past we know what his resume is same goes for spo um it really and joe, but joe missoula man he's he's new to this and he's he's got such a young face and like he just like man it, it's that's the one that's the x factor really it's like now he's going up against like personally probably the second like top three coaches in the league in spos in spolstra Right, because sure. you got like like pop up there and stuff too. But like, Spolstra's sure. like top top three in the league, and Joe Missoula's like like, hey man, uh, we we made you the coach. We're trusting you. Um, you're in the conference finals now. Go beat Eric Spolstra. So yeah. he might be go like if if I'm him, I'm going into this with the like with the. It's tough to do it because the Celtics are the number two seed and have you know basically home court uh, throughout. But I'm I'm like I'm going into this as like underdog mentality. Like, hey man, uh, Spo's already won a championship. I haven't won shit, and now there's anybody else on this team. So we're the as far as I'm concerned, we're the underdogs. I don't care who has home court, um, especially with the way home court was, you know, with uh, in the last series. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's I mean the a lot of the predictions. I think it was like they said the Heat have a three percent chance of making. The finals, yeah, which, and I was like, is, which is absurd. That's kind of absurd. Like, but it, it makes Absolutely. sense to me. Yeah. But it's it's just come on. We all know that they have more than a three percent chance. Like, uh, it is absurdly low. And honestly, once you put that out there, all all Eric Spolstra, if he's if he's worth his salt, which he is, he's just going to show that to the Heat players and be like, look, they undate they. It's gonna, which is a perfect motivator for Jimmy Butler, like the freaking yeah. orphan like hey hey look you have a three percent chance of beating this team and he's like well fuck now i'm gonna go off for 50 each game and then yeah, it's, it's like, like well, fuck, i had man. a three percent chance at life <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh no what have we done like, i had a three percent chance of meeting my dad or having sex with rachel nichols and like it and so and, and, uh, he did both oh. of those things or i don't know yeah so it's like whatever and it's like fuck just a kid so, from Akron, man <laughs> So if I'm Joe Missoula, I'm like, well, fuck, why did you, why did you guys put out that graphic with the 3% versus nine? But if I'm being honest and I was trying to be nice when I said Celtics and seven, but they, I mean, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing says they can do it in five or six. So, yeah, I mean, they, they are definitely the favorites. We, we're, we're on house mind right now. Like, uh, like thinking about Missoula versus Spo, like for Spo, we already won, basically. Like, if, if if we lost this series, it's meaningless for Spo. He's already done more with less, you know? Like, we're not supposed to be even to this moment. It's a success for him. It, it's yet another, like, oh, my God, look at how awesome he is season for him. Whereas for Missoula, if they can win, then he can be like, see, everybody, I, I fucking, I coach the team against a really good coach and we won. And so it, it could calm down some of that chatter a little bit. Um, but if, yeah, Missoula I mean, pull, if, if Missoula pulls it off, like you have to start to question, like does coaching really matter that much in the NBA? I think it does still, but like at some point you got to be like, damn dude, like what did this, uh, uh, like either he's extremely good and just it has like the, the best coaching philosophy ever um, or does coaching really, or is it like a 50, 50 balance between coaching and what, what team you have on the floor? Like you got to really call all of this into question. I think, uh, if, if the heat make this series interesting in any capacity, that, that will be your answer right there. That, that coaching does matter. Like, because 
on paper, uh, the, the, this should be an easy series, like for the Celtics, like, you know, coming up, the Celtics, oddly enough, as a fan base, have been the team that has respected Miami all season, sometimes even more than uh, uh, our own Heat fans. Like, uh, and I think that's largely because of, of the series last year and how epic it was. But like, um, uh, fuck, I, I just lost my whole shit. But like, um, like if uh, fuck, let me let me see if I can remember the point I was trying to make. Damn it. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 house money for for the Heat and uh, like. Missoula to to win this series, even though it should be, even though they're the favorites, he can at least be like, look, like Eric Spolstra was the other coach, and uh, and I won. But if the Heat make this series interesting, I guarantee you it's going to be because of Jimmy Butler and because of Eric Spolstra, because outside of Jimmy, it's all Spo magic. Like uh, uh, we got seven undrafted players, and we're and it's practically the same dudes we had last year too. Uh, and they just played shittier. So like uh, what he's done um, is like, like, I think Spo deserves all the, all the praise that he gets. That kind of sucks for the Celtics is, and I, I'm saying this as the number two seed. So it's, it's what with the number one seed eliminated. Thank you guys. Um, is, uh, is that Joe Missoula has a ton of pressure because Tatum and Brown have been here before. They were in the finals last year. Um, those two and Smart and Horford, these guys have like a lot of playoff miles on them already. Like it's it's getting to a point where like if they don't win it this year, somebody like there will then all the questions will start again. Like what does Brad Stevens need to do? Is he going to trade Brown? Is he going to uh, is he going to trade yeah. this guy or that guy? Is Horford going to retire? You know what I mean? Like, is Missoula the right guy for the job? Like all that. Because they they fired Udoka for I assume I mean we still don't even really know like we kind of have an idea but it was some kind of office sexual harassment thing but like you know they fired Udoka for for the right reasons but like you know it was Joe Mazzula the guy to go with and like so like if they don't there, there's a I mean I'm hinting at it now but like if they don't win it like a bunch of like media backlash about it in yeah, the offseason the so the pressure's on um, yeah. And that reminds me of what the point I was trying to make, which is um, like the, the Celtics fan base, despite like really respecting the heat this season and sometimes reminding people like, don't, don't sleep on the, on this heat team. Uh, you got to think like uh, th- this is a lot different than like, if they would have had to meet up with Philly in this round or meet up with Boston, I mean, Boston meet up with uh, Milwaukee in this round, which w- whatever, one would have thought what was going to happen so like for a casual observer you would think like oh wow they got the celtics lucked out they got to play the eighth seed to go to the finals you know and that just adds to the pressure you know like uh yeah like you know on the heat side of things if they pull it off it's like oh my god like the the second eighth seed to ever make the finals or whatever the fuck you know like uh, Cinderella blah 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 um, so that's like a slight thing that Miami that we have working for us is all is the pressure uh, that's for sure um, the thing that I'm kind of hanging my hat on is the fact that like you guys beat Milwaukee and I think Milwaukee didn't have Giannis for three games you guys beat New York it was like, well, it was like two it was like one and a half two games or some shit two and a half that's yeah, yeah. fair, and also and also the fact that Bud was having some personal issues, and I thought maybe that yeah, that's, maybe that's I real shit. On too. Yeah, that, that's real yeah. shit. And then also, and then also like New, with New York, I feel like New York like just had I don't know why. I mean, I know they took some games, but I feel like they had no fucking chance to win because they're just so like young and like, and they just don't. They're, they just don't. Yeah, they have Brunson, and that's it. You know, that's really well, all they had. I, I wouldn't even go that far. Like they have some great players that I wouldn't even like. I think Quickly's great. I think Randall's great. But like yeah, they got like hurt. That's up for them. So that kind of goes into the equation as well. And so they're coming up against the Boston team that like 
has some stuff figured out. And they, they got slightly tested with Atlanta with like that one win that uh, Trey Young kind of willed them to. They definitely got tested with Philly because Philly just, you know, Philly was better. Yeah, it was a seven-game series, and you know, Harden kind of stole two of them, basically. But like, um, Philly, Philly's a good team, despite what people want to say about Game Seven. And so Boston, but not but Boston's after seeing both of those teams is fully healthy, going up against Miami, and they have a ton of weapons and bench depth. And I mean, I don't know. I, I'm trying to. I'm looking for things to hang my hat on, like saying, like, yeah, for sure, Boston can probably sweep them. You know what I mean? But I can't say that. I still can't say that. Like those words can't come out of my mouth in good confidence. So I think Boston is going to have to uh, adjust pretty quickly to the Heat's defense because Philly defense is nowhere near uh, what, what Miami does, or at least now that we're in the playoffs. Like, so I think that's going to be something like uh, Philly doesn't play as hard of defense as Miami does. So, but, but Boston, they'll, they'll be able to figure that out. But, like, it's definitely going to be – they're going to feel it. They're going to be like, oh, shit, this is different. Whereas on the other side, um, I, I worried about the Heat, like, because uh, to beat the Milwaukee Bucks, like, to, to beat the, the literal number one favorite in the entire NBA as the eighth seed, it's, it's, and with your second – best player Tyler Hero like points wise not being available uh it took like an absolute perfect performance from every single person on the team which for Jimmy meant like legendary shit like but then going in from that to the Knicks series I I swear to you and I'm not even trying to talk shit the Knicks series games they felt like regular season games like the Heat beat them without Tyler Hero and with Jimmy's ankle like the size of a grapefruit. And he was just kind of like out there. <laughs> I, I have to and admit, they, the Knicks they still beat him. I have to admit, the Knicks series was a little boring. And I, I had a feeling from the start that, like, like I, I was like, okay, the Knicks will have home court advantage. But I was like, that shit doesn't matter. Like, it, it doesn't matter at all nowadays. Like, with what they just did to the Bucks, they're going to be, they're going to be really feeling themselves. And I knew, I knew Miami would beat them. Like, wholeheartedly so um yeah, yeah. so Knicks, I, I worry the that are just, they're kind of a joke the Knicks I mean yeah, yeah they're yeah. Good. yeah so so worry that um just like I was saying like uh, uh the Celtics will have to adjust to like the defense is gonna increase the Heat are gonna have to adjust to like oh shit we're playing a good like a better team again you know like uh like the first round was like that but then the second round for Miami was kind of like uh the the talent level took a drop off and then now we're going back up to the elite basketball. And like, uh, so I just hope that they, they don't, uh, that's not too jarring for them to get back into the flow of like, you know, you can't make too many mistakes. Like when you're playing the Knicks, you can make some mistakes like the, and, and come back and win. But like, if you're playing a team like Boston, you can't make like stupid mistakes like that. Uh, and I'm, Glad it seems like Jimmy's ankles healed up and shit. And so, like, this weird fucking 2023 version of the Heat team that we have right now, like, uh, is going to be healthy, uh, you know, minus Tyler Hero, minus Oladipo. But, like, what we have that's been working, we're going to have it. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm excited for the game. Um, like, uh, I, I can't really make any predictions. Like, but I'm gonna say Heat and Six on principle. I know that uh, I think you're you're saying Celtics and Six. I, I'm saying Celtics in five or six. Um, I okay. was kind of okay. nice. I, I'm kind. I was kind of nice when I said uh, Celtics in seven. Uh, like previously in like a secret conversation you get you and I were having. But like, uh, honestly, like I I don't think man if it's because like. I, I I got fooled once, and that was the bubble, right? The bubble, the the bubble heat was was a weird heat team, okay? So, uh, well, not weird. It was just they were just good, and they went to the finals. Um, I feel like okay, and then and then last year, um, it was a, a amazing seven seven game series. But I feel like they were kind of re- they were kind of ready, but Emi Odoka was still a rookie coach. 
Um, Joe Missoula was there though. He was on the bench. He knows what's, what it's going to take to do it. So that's why I'm saying Celtics in five or six, I think it can be done because they have the, the bench depth, a lot of weapons. Um, I'm not worried too much. I don't think Spoh's going to throw anything like there's, there's only so many new things you can come up with to throw at a team. Right. Um, so sure. I mean, so, I mean, if he's going to throw, you know, more zone, I mean, not to get too deep, but if he's going to throw more zone defenses again the Celtics know how to break that by now so it's like I mean I just you know there's there are some victories like the Heat will get just they'll just Jimmy will just will them to victory but ultimately like I feel like the Celtics are like they've been locked in there are times when it seems like they weren't locked in but since the losing to the Warriors last year like they're kind of locked in like I know the Philly series probably shouldn't have gone seven it could have honestly been a sweep if uh if certain things had gone other ways but um, I think Joe Missoula has a great way of like, you may game, but we're going to come out and change and change what needs to be changed the next game, and we're going to win it. And so even if they hate, if the Heat like take game one or something, he's going to come out and be like, well, game two is going to be a fucking blowout, or you know, and, and we're, we're going to find a way to win. It doesn't matter what we have to do. So that's why I'm confident in saying Celtics are in five or six. I think the Jimmy thing is like, the Jimmy factor, like it's, it's still there. Like it's, it's great that, you know, they beat the bucks. It's great that they beat the Knicks, which seemed automatic, but he, I think, I think the Celtic. Even, even Tatum and Brown kind of are like, okay, we know what we have to do to beat this team. We fell for it once in 2020. We figured it out in 2021, even though it took seven games. And I think we'll have it this time around just to know what to do. That's why I'm saying Celtics in five or six. But, man, if I eat my words, I, I, I won't be surprised either. So, I, I, All of that makes sense. And I, I hang my head on. I know that there's a, t- a teeny tiny somewhere in there. There's a t- the twinge of fear of, of Jimmy. And that's, and that's it. That's, uh, I'll, I'll take it. There, there, there's definitely there's definitely a twinge of fear, but I also feel like, I mean, who who does he want to guard him? Marcus Smart, the Defensive Player of the Year at one point. Uh, JB stepped up. Uh, sorry, that is Jalen Brown stepped up uh, on Harden when Harden needed to be clamped. So, I mean, who do you guys want to clamp down Jimmy Butler? I mean, we, we got the we got the weapons for you. So, all right, this is this has been a little more serious than I than I thought it would be, but it's been good. Um, but in, with that in mind, uh, to close it out here, uh, who, do you, who do you think uh, it will be like, uh, like, I guess like the goofiest or like just biggest knucklehead player on the opposing team, right? So like for me, if I'm right off the, the top, my, my gut instinct is who am I going to feel that way about? I'm going to Grant Williams. Pretty sure that I'm that... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna like fucking Grant Williams. What's up with this guy, man? What a goofball! I I I can kind of agree with you on that. That that's that's depending on if Grant Williams even shows up because in the uh, in the Sixers series, I think Missoula eventually decided that his seven his seven man rotation. We're getting like deep basketball here, but his seven man rotation was not going to include uh, Grant Williams, so he may not even show up in the Miami series at all so and I mean, I that would be dramatic uh to me because i guess part of me in saying what i said is like um it's the guy i'm ready to laugh at grant williams um easy answer he because he's, he's the easy answer because he does a lot of goofy shit anyways right like he's he's yeah. you know like he, like he he's happy to goop on himself so he's the easy answer but if Talk it's much, uh it, your heat, your heat, knucklehead pick. Sure, that guy with the sleepy eyes that shoots the threes. Oh, wait, uh, on, on Miami. Man, the guy who, who like kept protesting that he didn't step out of bounds or something in last year's series. Oh, I, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, Struz. Yeah, like I don't like. He's gonna like he he may do. Every now and then he'll do something that's like, oh, wow, he's really good. And then, then he'll do something like dumb like that. And you're like, oh, okay, he's just a role player. So I'm like, yeah. So he's – you guys don't have a lot of, like, goofballs because, like, I think Spo like, looks for um, guys who – or Spo and Riley, I should say, look for guys that take it seriously. And that's fine. That's whatever. They, they're they serious. I mean, 
Grant Williams was a great player coming out of Tennessee, but he has a goofball. He's a nerd. He's a nerd, basically. He's a, he's a nerd mentality. But he can. But he also dedicates himself. Like he he made himself good at three point shooting. He made himself. Are we talking Grant Williams here? Grant Williams and and. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I uh, my shit crashed for a second. I had to hop back in. Um, so I missed some of your Struce take, but it's there. Craig got it. Um. Uh, I, I, I was gonna say like like Struess, um, Struess, like he 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 seriously, I feel, and like I think I think he thinks of himself higher than he really is, and um, he needs to kind of understand <laughs> that he's just a three and D guy, and, and, and that's fine. Three and D is is cool. Just be a three and D guy. Grant Williams needs, and I'm with you on Grant Williams. He needs to understand that he's kind of there as like a big body to guard Giannis, but he's not. But now he doesn't have to guard Giannis. I mean, maybe he can go. And he can't compete with Bam Adebayo at all. Like Bam Adebayo, if, if he if he gets clamped at all, it's going to be out by Al Horford, and Al Horford can't clamp him either. So Bam Adebayo might be the guy that goes off for you guys. But Max Drews, he's the X factor for sure. Yeah, Bam Adebayo for sure is your X factor. But um, Grant Williams would be the I agree with you would be the goofball for the Celtics. And I'm just going. I'm back. surprised. I'm surprised you didn't say Kyle Lowry kind of low-key scares me still because i know he's had like a bad season at least stats wise but like he's one of those guys that like all of a sudden he'll decide to go off and like three like 30 foot three pointers are going in you're like true where the fuck did this shit come from yeah so that that's why true. but yeah well this is going to be a good series it's going to be epic uh i'm here for it um you'll probably be hearing this episode a few hours before the game We'll be checking in with y'all during the series. And uh, yeah, let's fucking go. Free Ballers Cup round three. Uh, At the end of this, one of us is going to be really sad. And uh, one of our teams is going to be up 2-1 in Free Ballers Cups. And uh, it could be like decades until another one happens. So that would be shitty. (laughs) Like... and that, we'll see that, what that's actually a great point like this doesn't happen that often like that two teams meet i mean management and so that's what i'm excited about and good and good you know decision making as our gms go and stuff but like uh Ryan, yeah so it could happen with the odds are in our favor but it still it still takes a lot it takes a lot of luck and shit does take a lot and like Riley's going to retire and Brad Stevens is still going to be at the helm, but eventually, you know, he has to figure things out. But like, yeah, it's, this is still, this is very rare. And like, you're right. It could be 10 years before we see this happen again. So. That's true. So let's go. Heat and four. Heat, heat and two. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Winner take all Celtics win tomorrow. Game over. That's it. (laughs) One of the finals. Uh, fucking sudden death overtime. Like next basket wins the series. Oh, oh my god! Awesome. Please talk about be- lemon booty. <laughs> lemon booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Like I I did not expect this to happen. I was glad that Milwaukee got eliminated, obviously for the obvious reasons. But I was kind of like. Eh, maybe the Knicks can take out the Heat, and then the Celtics can play the Knicks in the next round. And the Knicks, <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> there was a part of me that that really wanted that, but I was like, ah, fuck, the Knicks are gonna get waxed because Jimmy Jimmy takes shit seriously, and the Knicks don't. So that's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, shit. I knew I knew Boston was gonna be involved in some way or another. Um, I did not think Miami was gonna be here. Um, so like uh yeah i'm just like this is just another season where i'm like man fuck dude like i wonder what it would be like to be like a like a timberwolves fan or something where you're where you don't think they're gonna do it and they don't do it (laughs) and you're just like yep i there's a part of me that kind of it's weird because when when your team is good and they're going deep into the playoffs i mean you know this but like you're like it's 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 exciting, but it's also stressful at the same time. Like, it's, there's really yeah. high highs and really low lows, and then but like when your team is just like ah, oh, they squeaked in and got the and, and got the the eight seed, and oh, they got swept out by the first seed. Okay, whatever. We'll see what we're gonna do next year. Maybe we'll rebuild and we'll have a bunch of bad players, and we'll have fun on Twitter and all that shit. Um, but like, this is so rare. This right here, all of this, yeah, so rare. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. This real shit. This is like uh there's certain players that like they don't even want to fucking play unless it's like this. You know, like some of the old guys, like you were talking about Lowry and how he can pull some shit out of his ass. Like that's like uh dudes like PJ Tucker and stuff. Like he doesn't give a fuck or, or like Chris Paul. Like they don't care about some game in the middle of December. Like, no, like right, these yeah. are the games. <laughs> this is like for all the people that complain about the regular season and these guys are rich and spoiled. It's like, well, watch, watch some of these games now, watch some of these games. And you're going to see like why, why we even have this show. Like, uh, this is what it's all about. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Not to make fun of Chris Paul. Uh, yeah. Also, let's fucking go. Not to make fun of Chris Paul again, but I hate him. And uh, he's remember how he said he would like after he lost to the Bucks in the finals, he's like, I'm kind of addicted to being in the finals now. Um, I'm kind of glad that we like cured him of his addiction. Uh, and now he never has to show up in the finals ever again, more than likely. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for real. If we could apply that same thing to like Ja Morant and guns, yes. then like we're then the NBA would be fine for the future. <laughs> God damn, everything would be fine. That's a that's a whole other oh my god that that's like that's like an hour long topic on its own. It's John Morant. My God, it's true. I'm like man, Ooh. I'm just this already been covered till the cows come home. Like uh, John Morant did a stupid thing. We saw it. He did a fake apology. I'm, I'm different now. I'm better now. He fucked up again. We all know it. And uh, yeah, the dude, the dude needs some some guidance not to be on my J. Cole shit. But all right. All right, America and other countries in the world, as an American would say. Um, peace out, y'all. Peace out, y'all. Let's go so dudes. Yeah. Yeah. He and two. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>